When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the DPHRO and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg. And that is it. The final score here at the Garden. The Knicks 122 and the Denver Nuggets 84. It was a good all-around win. They all play their role perfectly. When anyone comes to the Garden and you don't show up, we will own you. There's Milwaukee and there's Boston and then there's that second-tier team. Maybe we're at the top of that second-tier team in Philadelphia. Brunson for three. It's good. Will this team be good enough in a seven-game series to get by Milwaukee or Boston? This is DiPietro and Rothenberg. We are New York, and we love basketball. On 98.7 ESPN. All right, the big uh, 7 o'clock hour. ESPN New York Superbox Bonanza 5 is in full swing. We're giving away over $10,000 in cash and prizes. All qualifiers will get a $25 Fanatics gift card and a chance at one of 10 Superbox prizes. Get your box of the big game by listening to this show the rest of the way, because we'll do it twice. Barton Hahn and the K Show. This year's big game payouts, 500 bucks in quarters one and three. $1,000 at the half. Final score payout, two grand. All brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey and the brand new Tullamore Dew Honey, along with Security Dodge. Come get some. For full contest details, go to SuperboxBonanza.com. Calm. I'm going to read you a tweet. I'm not going to tell you who it's from, and then I'll tell you who it's from after. Okay, you ready? Right. Uh, my son's baseball team is raising money for their Cooperstown trip. Any amount would be so greatly appreciated. You can read more about the team and make your donation here. Do you have a problem with that? Alyssa Milano. <laughs> you, you saw that? Yep. You have a problem with that? Um... Uh, what what you just, uh, the expectation is what that she just she just pays that for she it? should foot I guess that she should foot the bill people are up in arms because apparently she's worth over ten million dollars wow um, so how, how dare she ask people f- to donate money that's a slippery she, slope I think yeah she put herself out there I mean that's the risk you run when you do that I don't know should the expectation be that she just always pays for everything or I don't I don't I don't know I don't know what the right answer is like I'm, I'm actually I mean, are there kind other of uncertain right like I mean. Are there other parents on that team that have lots of money and could could chip in and pay for it as well? I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I don't know, know what know. the situation is. I don't know. I mean, should should Alyssa Milano be asking for money for her kid to go to Cooperstown? It it does feel a little bit odd being the well the team. So I don't wealthy. think it's yeah. I don't. I think it's the team. I right. don't know. Maybe it's just because she's the most famous. So let's say hey, let's we want to raise money. Let's use her because it's Alyssa Milano and she's got a bigger platform than everyone else to get the word out. Yeah, but maybe because you're Alyssa Milano, you avoid that platform. Because maybe it looks kind of embarrassing and silly for you to be the person doing it. Maybe the other parents do it. Yeah, but they don't have they don't have the, they don't have the access cachet, to, right? But they also don't have the same to lose if if people get angry. Yeah, well, it's the risk you run when you do it. The backlash and there's people that are. I mean, you I saw some. Ve- of the, I very saw ab- some of the tweets. very upset. I will tell you though, 
and I'm not, this is not something that I probably would have done. Actually, I don't even use social media pretty much at all, except to change my, my profile pic once in a while, which if anyone's wondering, I did just recently change my profile pic on uh, X. Um, it is tough when you feel like you have to pay all the time. Like when you feel like the expectation is that, oh, the, someone needs money or, hey, we're at dinner. Like, oh, they expect you to pay always. I don't think we do that to you. No, not at all. And that's why I love you guys. But there is, I mean, that that, that does happen a lot. Like, I, dude, I play with guys that would get taken advantage of, like, you don't even, like, oh, hey, so-and-so needs braces. Oh, call him. He'll pay for it. Someone needs this. Call him. He'll pay for it. What, these are family members? Are they just people yeah. out, like, like people no, you that was family. Know. That was family members that would do that to him. Ugh. Like, it, the expectation for everyone was he made it. Now he'll pay for everything. Anytime there was someone needed money, let's go. He'll and this he'll is not money. immediate. Is this immediate family? No, like this a sibling. Is, no, you know, yeah, it's it's siblings, it's cousins, it's cousins you didn't know. Oh, yeah, cousins you didn't know. Awful cousins. I think crosses the line. Siblings. It happened to me, dude. It used to happen to me all the time. Stuff like that. That your family members would ask you for stuff. Yeah, like hey, I need uh, you know, can I can I borrow this much money? And you know when they say borrow, there's no way you're not getting the money back. Right. Well, I, I, I would imagine that you're not even anticipating it's a loan. You're anticipating yeah. this is now yours. Right. And you feel terrible. I mean, you don't want to say no. So usually you say yes. But at a certain point, it's like, no, I That's can't. Every, nice. every time you need money, it can't be me giving you the money. Yeah, I turn to RJ often for money, and he, he has a hard time saying no. Uh, listen, you guys want, you guys want bananas. Uh, I can't say no. Right. And you know me, I need my potassium. I'm nothing at 8.30 without my potassium. No, you can't function right. Um, all right, let's get into some, some Giants stuff, and then we'll, we'll go around the NFL, and we'll do the frenzy and all the good stuff. So a couple things on the Giants. Um, I guess we start with, with the coaching situation. I, I've heard this, and I don't, this, this is so ridiculous to me, that, that Bill Belichick is going to take the Giants' defensive coordinator job if he's, if he's not employed, which I don't know how he's going to be. Atlanta goes with Raheem Morris. Carolina goes with Canales. Um, well, there was no chance that Belichick was going to ever take the Carolina. No, I, th- I think Atlanta was the one that, that w- was expected that he might wind up with. They're going to go with Raheem Morris because they don't want to have a complete overhaul of the entire organization. There's only two jobs remaining, Seattle and Washington. He's not going to get either. He's going to be he's going to be on the outside looking in. Which is amazing that he amazing. and Pete Carroll are not going to get jobs in this cycle. I will say this from a selfish New York standpoint. It's great. Oh, it's great for us. It's great for us because, again, you don't want it. You don't anticipate it. But God forbid the Jets have an awful season. You move on from Robert Sala. Now you're sitting there and you could hire Mike Vrabel. You don't miss that window. You don't miss that opportunity. And the same with the Giants. All right, there's a, would you fire Dable to bring in Belichick? Well, you know what? You may not have to. Right? If, if Dable has himself another bad season and they don't take the quarterback, and the expectations are there and he underperforms and underwhelms. Now Belichick, and he's always wanted to coach the Giants, would make sense. But I've heard this, hire him as a defensive coordinator. You're not going to hire him as a defensive coordinator. You're going to have him come in here and be be staring over the shoulder of this coaching staff the entire season. That makes zero sense. Forget staring over the shoulder. I mean, the second things go sideways at all. I mean, what do you think the, the fan base is going to want? I know exactly what the fan base is going right. to want. That that would be so unfair to do to Brian Dable. It's not even worthy of discussion. No. I don't think that Bill Belichick would do that to Brian Dable either. Nor should he. I mean, Dable, Dable's won... Dable's won Super Bowls with Bill Belichick. Like, I don't think that Bill Belichick's going to do that to him. If, if Brian Dable doesn't have a good season and he fails and Bill Belichick is doesn't get a job and is available, yeah, that would be the first phone call I made. 
If I'm Brian Dable, I have to figure out a way not to take the quarterback. I have to. Yeah, but how though? I don't know. But if like I take if the it, but if I take the quarterback, I buy myself a little more time. Of course you do. Of course you do. But I mean, it, again, talking about the Knicks and like not having control of of your situation with trying to find that superstar. Like if if Chicago decides that they want to draft the quarterback and not trade that pick, Washington's taking a quarterback and the Patriots taking a quarterback. So there's the top three gone. Unless you can trade to one. I mean, I think it... I, Gerard Mayo said, pretty much insinuated they're taking a quarterback. It would make perfect sense for Washington to take a quarterback. They're going to have a new coach, probably going to be Ben Johnson. Offensive three teams guy. are going to take quarterbacks. All three of those teams are going to take quarterbacks. Unless I, I, I guess unless you just bowl them over with a trade that they can't say no to. <sighs> I don't know, man. That's a slippery slope for the Bears. Like, I don't understand what the hell they're doing anyway. But, I mean, to have C.J. Stroud look the way he does. And there was no guarantee they were going to take C.J. Stroud, but they had the opportunity as far as their fan base is concerned, to take C.J. Stroud. And he turns into instantly a stud. Houston's a playoff team that wins a playoff game. And now, God forbid, you trade that pick. I don't care what you... See, that's the thing, okay? Like, even when Greeny attacked us, when you said you'd give up, you know, this you'd, you'd swap this year's first... Okay, uh, does anyone... If the quarterback is actually good, does anyone ever... No, it doesn't matter. Doesn't make a difference. No one cares how much you give up. And you set your franchise up forever. Unless the quarterback stinks. If the quarterback is great... That's and he's everything. Like, dude, you could have traded... Whatever it was, you could have traded four first-round picks to get up to get C.J. Stroud. He shows up and plays the way he played this year and is on that trajectory. No one gives a rat's ass that you Nobody traded. Nobody cares. You do it for Trey Lance, and you're bad, and that everyone loses jobs. You do it for Zach Wilson, and it's bad. Everyone loses jobs. You do it for C.J. Stroud, or you do it for a quarter. You do it for Joe Burrow. You do it for Patrick Mahomes, and now, and now you're employed forever. If you hit, you're a genius. But the thing that's weird to me is... I mean, would would okay with Bill Belichick and Mike Vrabel and 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 this ilk of coach sitting out there? If Brian Dable has a bad season and sticks with Daniel Jones, there's a chance that he never gets to bring his actual own quarterback here. That's the risk that you run. That would be wild. Yeah, but see, that's why, dude. I'm telling you, that's why, and, and probably one of the reasons why it didn't work out for Belichick in Atlanta. Just knowing that when you hire you know hire Bill Belichick, it's kind of what Raymond was saying with the. With the Cowboys. Like, he's bringing in his own people. His own people are coming with him. He's got an idea of the kind of player that he wants because he wants to make those decisions. He wants to be in charge of those decisions. Like, he needs to know from ownership that, you know, if there's someone he likes, a quarterback, he's going to take that quarterback. Like, there's no, there's no, there's no way he gets talked into, hey, you know, we drafted Daniel Jones with the sixth overall pick. We'd like it to work. Has a good season. They win a playoff game, and then now it's like, okay, we got, no, we have to pay him. We're going to pay him. Owner likes him. we got to pay him. Because you're right. They could be in a situation now where he doesn't pick his quarterback. They roll it back with Daniel Jones. They don't have a good season, and he gets fired. Right. And you never, he never gets to draft a quarterback. And who knows if he ever coaches again. So now his coaching career has, has started and ended with a guy that he wasn't even involved in picking. Right. I mean, look at what happened to Frank Reich in Carolina. Oh, you'll take Bryce Young. Well, it's not working out. See ya. You're gone. Yeah, you're, you're out of here. Well, that, that feels like probably the most dysfunctional organization in all of football right now. Our buddy joins us all the time. We'll start to join us a lot as we get closer to the NFL draft. Mel Kuyper Jr. on his first draft podcast with the great Field Yates says, and I don't love this, Giants need to go wide receiver.
in round one. I think the wide receiver spot's going to be very difficult to bypass overlook field because of Malik Neighbors and Romo Dunze. Take your pick. I, mean, yep. I haven't finalized who I've up been to Dunze all year. Neighbors, I know you've talked about how explosive he is, how I think physical, tough. Had a He's phenomenal an season with Jaden Daniels. And Odunze was the most consistent receiver in the country. 14 to 15 games, five or more catches in a game. He didn't have five or more catches. He had three for 111 and, and a couple touchdowns against Utah. So Romo Dunze in, in a national title game would have caught three or four more passes because it was open and Penix didn't get him the ball. So at the end of the day, those two receivers are really, really good. Could be great in the NFL. If I'm the Giants, I'm taking one of those two. I gave them neighbors in the Mach 1.0. They pick. They have two second-round picks field. They have an opportunity there to dress maybe the offensive line. I had eight offensive tackles going in the first round. I don't yeah. know if they'll all go. If one drops into the second or a couple drop into the second, we'll see. Oh, boy. I mean, it, it feels like there's kind of a, a belief that the quarterbacks are going to be so good, you're not going to have a chance at them. No one's yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. I mean, that's that's kind of how it feels now, unless you find a way to get back up in the first round with those two first round picks and get, I don't know, Penix or JJ McCarthy, depending you, on how far if, they fall. But here's the thing: if you like them, right? If you like them, right? Like if there's no chance that you're getting up to one to take the quarterback, and all three are gone by the time they get to six, that, Mel's right. I mean, you know, you need a. You need an explosive sure. I mean, wide you, receiver. You need a receiver. You need an offensive lineman. I mean, there's a lot you need. It's just, it, it would be upsetting to me if the Giants stand pat at quarterback and don't do anything in this draft. Yeah, but sometimes you're at the mercy of what happens I get in the it. draft. Well, well, you know what that means then? That the win over New England and and whatever, uh, the, gar- and the win over Green Bay and the Tommy DeVito's now your quarterback of the future. Great. You know what? Enjoy it now. Does it feel good now? Is it going to feel good late April when you don't have a chance to take any of those quarterbacks? No, but Dave, good organizations, they figure it out. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see. And I don't know how good of an organization this is anyway right now. Oh, wow. What? Wow, that was spicy. Well, it's spi- well you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll get to that next. 1-800-919-3776. DNR with you, 98.7 ESPN. Yeah, if you've been watching the playoffs, the NFL playoffs, that is, from the sidelines, there's still time to get in the game with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers, bet this Sunday's conference championship games with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. FanDuel has so many ways for you to pick up the dub, so maybe you like Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs getting points in Baltimore, or maybe the 49ers to bounce back at home against the Lions. Whatever you like, go to FanDuel right now and check it out. Get started with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Rick to join today. That's FanDuel.com slash Rick. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Must be 21 and older and physically present in New York. First online Real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions do apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. For help with a gambling problem, call 1 877 8 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y at 46 This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. All right, why don't you play point on, on this segment? I'm in the fourth set tiebreak here with Zverev and uh, Medvedev. So no, no, I'll- no. I'm also I'm also wrapped up in the match, so no. So I'll I'll take the back seat. You kind of carry in the direction you want it to go, in, and then I'll reconvene in like five, seven, ten minutes. Something no, like that. that's not going to happen. Why? You had you had your big win today already. Uh huh. I mean, shouldn't shouldn't I get some kind of a payoff for the big win? Like no. don't I get a a segment off because I gave people free money? No, you Why? don't. No, I I won the meeting yesterday. The big huge meeting we had. I don't I won. think you I won, won it by, off. by this this great distance. What do you mean? I wore a, I wore a tie and a hat and a in a Broadway hat. First one to speak. Mm-hmm. I brought my A game. How was I? Was that good? No, I think you were good. I think there's different levels of good, though. Is what I'm saying. So you think you were great? That's what RJ said. RJ clearly he was better than me uh, on the meeting. I think he performed well. Well, let, let me ask you this. Yeah. I guess this would be a question for Rick. Was, I was was I not good on the meeting? You were good, but let me let me ask Rick. Of all the other people, and there were other people other than just us, who was two. Uh, who was two? I got to tell you, I think Raymond had a real good showing. I think Raymond had a good showing. Also thrown in there because Raymond jumped right into the meeting. That now everyone's aware that Raymond does also produce the Knicks and Rangers games for us. That's right. So you think, was, that you think nice. the conversation with Dave starts starts at three? I think starts at. I think he starts just below Raymond at three. Yeah. Well, it can't. It can't be below John, who kept cutting RJ off when he tried to speak. Yes, oh. that's right. And that was brought up actually. Yeah. Well, it was obvious. It was glaring. It was upsetting. I think it was a know your place kind of thing. No. And then the other one, the other upsetting thing was when the other boss was asked to speak. He's like, "No, nah, I don't need to," because John's kind of said everything. Yeah, John took control of the meeting. Well, the, the play clock was at like three. <laughs> That's right, and we had no timeouts left. Yeah, it, it's like it's like John was playing quarterback, and he he tried to 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 send our other boss in motion. He's like, "I can't get all the way over there in three That's seconds." That's right. I'm just he tried here. to send two people in motion at the same time. That was the problem. <laughs> can't send two people in motion. Oh. Uh. I love our meetings. Uh, yeah, see, because he doesn't know, RJ. He's never lived real life. 
He yeah. showed up for the meeting in, in a in a, a cut off t shirt and a and a tie. Yeah, different rules. If any of us do that, maybe Dave could try to push it. But I, I feel comfortable saying if any of us did that, there's an additional meeting after the meeting to right. yell, to yell at us. That's right, and there's probably like a, a probation kind of period. HR gets involved. RJ, you can't wear the a, t- a tie with a white T-shirt like that. It's a bad look. Rick does it. It's like, oh, Rick, Rick's so funny. I think there are certain expectations. I think when you set the bar where I set it, I think there's where have you set the bar? Well, I think low. You remember the last? <laughs> you, you remember the last meeting? <laughs> well, when he farted as we were leaving. <laughs> no, I, actually, that was the second one. I farted during meeting too. He farted during the meeting, and then as we were leaving, he farted yet again, just to make sure that we knew that it was him. Uh, it's just easing the tension. Yeah, but there was no tension in that meeting. None. <laughs> yeah, but everyone was laughing afterwards. You're talking, to, you're talking to a person who used to make sexual bookmarks in the middle of math class to make but it But I don't math. know that this is something that you want to be doing. I mean, you're in your 40s now at this point. I understand that. But I also have, I also have the excuse. I've, I've never been a part of real life. That's like right. This. He, because that's his excuse, RJ. He doesn't, he doesn't know how to act. <laughs> I told you. I got yelled at at SNY. But I was doing shows at SNY. Well, they, they, were you like cursing like crazy? <laughs> I was in the bullpen and they're like, they took me aside. They're like, just so you know, this isn't a locker room. I was like, oh, good point. They actually said that to you? Yeah. Yes. He has, he has no understanding of how to interact with normal people. I got too comfortable. I like to, I like to feel comfortable. Well, we know. I'm, I'm good in the show. I don't swear in the show. <laughs> well, you're not allowed. Well, some people are allowed to swear. McAfee swears all the time. Well, he has it in his contract that he can right. swear. You're not and allowed I, to swear. I think that's where we're trying to get to, no? Wouldn't you like to be there? Well, you can I swear mean, all the time, just get away with it. I, I yeah, guess. swear all the time, have a sick studio with like a basketball court and a gym. Dave's not a big a big cursing guy regardless, though. So. No, I yes, think he you is. kind of demean yourself if you curse. Well, well you swear. Stop it. Well, I do swear. I'm not anti-swearing. I just, I, I don't think you need to swear you nonstop. Say so, you say some hurtful things, as a now, matter of fact. You say some nasty things. What does that mean? Oh, you know exactly what that means. I think of the most, uh, of the most, I don't know if this devious is the right word. I don't know if devious is the right word. Deranged. Deranged. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Like you always like it. Some people like we'll go dark. You go darker. Like you've done this. No, I've done this. Yeah, I think that's fair. But that doesn't necessarily involve cursing. One of your famous uh, one of your most famous social media videos is you not saying let's go. It's let's bleep and go. Well, you, you know what? So now, now I have to worry about what I'm doing after my my team wins Game Seven in overtime. No, that's the point. You no, don't I should worry. be free. I should be unencumbered. That's I, the I wasn't. Point. I wasn't doing it. I wasn't videoing that. That's my point. That's where I'm trying to get us, so you can be free. I'm trying to free you. But I, it's not like, like I need this to is curse like, nonstop. I think this there's is a like, weakness. And people that need to just curse nonstop, I think you're showing a tremendous weakness. No, I don't think you need to curse nonstop, but this is like Madagascar, and I'm trying to free you. Dave just you're, said he looks down on us. Anyone, anyone I didn't say anything often, like that. Yeah, you, it, 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 it demeans your, the conversation you said. Uh, the, too, too lowbrow. No, I think occasionally a curse is fine. I think if you're just one of these just constant, you know, bleep, 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 I think, I, 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 yeah, I think that's that's kind of lowbrow. You think you think Rick is a, is a, a schmuck, is what you're saying. Wow. That's how I take it. Well, I, can say I it. don't know that you can say that. Say Your it. son is a bleep. I think you can say, I think you can say that word. I don't know. I mean, you don't know. He just said it. Yeah, you, well, don't, you don't know. The he clock. might have dumped it though. You don't know. He you might have said it and dumped it right in the same sentence. <laughs> I think you may know. Uh, Football Fridays brought to you by Nissan. You deserve a car that thrills you.
Nissan's got an exciting full line that'll put goosebumps right on your bleeping goosebumps. Experience a thrill yourself. Shop your local <laughs> Nissan store at Nissan.com today. Is that what, that's what we should do? Just to really emphasize what we're saying, we just start cursing. You and, understand, but instead of cursing, we'll say bleep. No, you can't you use understood that one. the assignment. Right. You can't use that one. That one's not allowed. No? No. The F word, not allowed. No? How about the no. S? That one's allowed. Yeah, so I can start using that? Well, no, we can't. I'm oh. trying to get us to that point. So, so your goal in life right now is to get us to be able to I, say that one. Oh, that. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get to. I think it enhances the show. You don't? No. A free a free range Dave doesn't doesn't enhance the show. No, I don't. I mean, I, maybe I don't know. Doesn't do much for me. Well, I'm able to get my point across without having to demean myself like some people. Again, so you, you look it, down. You look down on people. I think if you if you if you need to curse that bad, like you're that desperate to curse, I think it's weird. Yeah, I don't think anyone's desperate to curse. It just comes out. Are you a big cursor? Oh yeah, really? I curse all the time. You let the expletives fly. I w- I, I I was the 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 potty mouth kid as growing up. Really? Have you have, have your uh, mouth washed out with soap? No, I was. Not. I I did one time as a kid. It doesn't surprise anybody. I was in the the supermarket Pathmark. Right, right up there on the corner of Glencove Road and um, Northern Boulevard. Pathmark. My mom and I, she asked me for something. I was like, bleep that. Oh. And I was probably like seven. Well, you, well okay, there's being foul-mouthed and there's being disrespectful. Yeah, right. right. That's, that's disrespectful. That's disrespectful. Well, uh, but, but it, it, so we went home. She took a bar of soap and put it in my mouth, and I had to, oh, it was awful. Ugh. Awful. As if getting a thermometer stuck up your butt wasn't enough. Right. Every orifice I had, there was something to put in. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> say, uh, Santi, please say, say that for me, please. Oh, no. Thank you. Um, <laughs> that was not great. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. 
Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. I don't like this at all, but we have to get into it. Did you hear what Kayvon Thibodeau said yesterday? If I saw what Alyssa Milano tweeted, you'd expect that I would probably know what Kayvon Thibodeau said, no? Don't talk down to me. I'm just asking. Well... Probably so, but it was kind of rhetorical. Like, I figured you saw it, but you'd be like, yeah, why don't you play it, Dave? Yeah, Dave, why don't you play it? All right, great. I'm glad you saw it, and I'm glad you'd like to hear it. He said, and this is from the um, the 7 p.m. in Brooklyn podcast. This is Mello's podcast, yeah. He said, Saquon deserved to be paid before Daniel Jones. You paid Daniel Jones $40 million. It was a great, I, I, me, I believe. A lot of people was mad at that. Okay. A lot of people was mad at that, but let, I was like, let listen. Me, let me tell you what I'm mad at, and it's the only thing I'll say about that. What I'm mad about is that Saquon, because if you look at the game, the tape, Saquon was responsible for at least 30% of our explosive plays. Oh, yeah. Not more. Talking about the year we won the playoff game. So for me and for the integrity of working together and hard work and we all believe the same things, I feel like, Saquon should have got paid first. Mm. That's what I feel. And maybe, I don't know the back end. Maybe it's a franchise. Maybe it's an extension. Maybe it's blah, blah, blah. That's none of my business. I don't, you know. That's just I focus of, on me. That's the respect we was talking about. Like, exactly. It's, it's, With it's, the you, team chemistry yeah, and all Because like, we see on. it. Why not? Like, yeah. when you think of Saquon, who you think of? That's hey, it. He's the face of the game. Yeah. So, a couple, couple things on this. Firstly, why? What, even if this is what you believe, you, you talk to teammates behind closed doors and this is what you think, why would you go out and make this public on a podcast? Well, this is because you mock the Cowboys. This is why this is coming out now. Because you mock Raymond's the, Cowboys. This is, this is my fault? Yeah, and C.D. Lamb's mom and, and Micah Parsons' well, brother. It was, it was great, great fodder. It was funny. Yeah, right. And now you're paying I the couldn't help but, but mock them. But what, what are you doing? What did I tell you? What did I tell you at the, when this whole thing was going down with Saquon Barkley? What did I tell you? That the players probably felt the way about it. Right. And, and which is, I have no issue with. If this is what he thinks, I have zero problem with it. I think he's wrong in his take just because, I mean, paying running backs and paying quarterbacks are two completely different animals, but that's that's irregardless right now. It doesn't matter right now. My point is, what if, if you sat down with Kayvon and said to him, what are you trying to gain? What is the point? What do you get out of this? How does this look good? How does this make the organization or you or anybody look good? Why would you do this? Because he's on a podcast. So guys just feel like they're empowered and they have the platform. So come out and say whatever it is that you want. Yeah. And maybe he, I mean, maybe fancies himself as one of the voices of the team now. He's one of the leaders on that team now. And this is how the guys feel. We felt like they didn't handle Saquon right. He should have been treated with more respect because he's our best player. Um, which, if you feel like, is, is fine. I'm not telling you how to feel. There are some things, and maybe you disagree. It it's it does nothing. It doesn't further the conversation. It doesn't further the narrative. It doesn't do anything to help the organization. It doesn't do anything to help dynamics in the locker room. I would ask, like, what's the point? Other than you have a platform, everybody has a platform. Why would you do this? Why would you do this? I don't yeah. know why you would do this. I don't think it. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't help him. 
I mean, I don't think it's going to necessarily help Saquon because right, it didn't help him the first time. I'm sure they, they, Joe Shane is smart enough to recognize that the guys in that locker room feel like Saquon Barkley deserved to be paid. Right? He's the face of your franchise. He's done nothing nothing wrong. Right, and they love him. And he's and a they love him. And he loves football, and he wants to be there. And I get, listen, I'm not saying his take is wrong. I'm saying what do you have to gain by doing it? Well, I don't think there's anything to be gained by doing it. Then why do it? Well, just because, I mean, he was on a podcast, I guess. Okay, so it great. It feels like so he can do it. I think it kind of speaks to maybe a little bit of the dysfunction, not to mention, you know, Wink and, and, and Dable didn't get along. Doesn't sound like Kafka and Dable got along very well. So maybe, I mean, maybe there's a touch of dysfunction going on now. It sounds like there probably is, which, which again, if you think there's a touch of dysfunction, kind of hammers on my point even more. If you think things aren't functioning at all cylinders, why in the world would you bring this to the table and make, make it public? Right. And I'm sure Daniel Jones doesn't love to hear it. That, hey, you shouldn't have been the well, first Well, how could paid. he love to hear it? Well, he and doesn't. what did Daniel Jones do wrong? Uh, Daniel Jones did nothing wrong. Daniel Jones just, I mean, he's, he, he's, he gets the benefit of being a quarterback. That's right. It. So he, he got paid, and he got paid a lot of money, and the Giants kind of had no choice but to pay him. But he did nothing wrong. So, so now you think he goes into the locker room for, for OTAs and, and he doesn't feel away about what, what uh, Thibodeau had to say? Interesting, though. If you go back, right? Like, if we go back when the initial deal was offered to Saquon and it wasn't the number that he wanted, I don't know if he... I, I, you know what would be really interesting? To see if, if you ask Saquon now in a, in a moment where he's being truthful... Would he, if take, he, wished, would he take that deal again? Yeah, because if, well, if he takes that deal, now all of a sudden the franchise tags bill for Daniel Jones. Yes. So maybe it's different. Maybe it is. Maybe they franchise Jones, and maybe Jones is not here anymore. Right, because he, I mean, again, did not have a good season and got hurt. Right. But you still have to have a plan of what you do at quarterback, right? Yeah, well, now you'd definitely be all in trying to do whatever it takes to get a quarterback. Uh, Lucky Lou tweets in, Dave, what's wrong with the man speaking the truth? It's how he feels. Again, I'm not telling him how to feel. My question would be, what have you gained by doing this? And I think you've done a lot more damage than you have good. I think also, I think there's a part of me that feels like, come on, man. I mean, this is, you just finished year two. Like, who are you now to come out and start airing out, you know, team dirty laundry? But even if it's Andrew Thomas or, I mean, Bobby O'Karake, like, I'm trying to, who's even, like, the veteran presence on this team? They don't really Dexter Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence. Like, if Dexter Lawrence did it, I would say the same thing. Like, I agree with you that that he probably doesn't have Well, no, I think if it's, listen, I think if handled the right way by somebody in that locker room that's a team leader that wants to, that wants it to be known that the guys in that locker room are pissed that Saquon Barkley didn't get taken care of and wants to put pressure on the organization. Like, you keep telling us but all these different things. that's different, too. Why do you have to bring Daniel Jones into it? Well, see, yeah, again, if this was handled properly, right? Like, if I, if I was, if the locker room was that up in arms about it and it caused a problem, which it sounds like it, it did cause a little bit of a problem here, is that, and I told you this at the time, there was going to be a disconnect with all the things as you start to try. This is, this is Joe Shane and Brian Dable's first opportunity to be a GM and a head coach. And I promise you, when a new coach comes in, you got the different sayings on the wall, whatever it is. Like, there is a, there is a message. And the message usually talks about um, unselfishness, you know, we before me, sacrifice, all these different things. And then you want the guys to buy in. And once they buy in, they do all the right things. You want to be rewarded for it. And I'm sure guys in that locker room felt like if anyone should be rewarded for what they've done, production, leadership, face of the franchise, never done anything wrong, it should be Saquon. He was think, the one that deserved it. I, I think that that's right, and I also think that just the, the the landscape of the NFL is that running backs really don't get paid, 
and that's right. Sucks, but that doesn't—that's the truth. Yeah, but that—that that I feel like as a player, you could look at it as that's a—that's—that's that's lazy. But how is it lazy? Because I could mean something more to you than just a regular running back. I bring more. Like I'm sure Saquon feels the same way. I'm more than just a running back for this team. Because again, when you choose to draft him in the first round of the, of the draft, they'll say, "No, he's not just a running back. He's a weapon. Right. He's an offensive weapon." But first when you round, go, by the way, it's taken second. Well, no, I'm just even saying this last draft. When it's like, oh, wait, why would you take Doug? Why are the Lions taking Jameer Gibbs so high? Or why did you know, B. John Robinson go so high? It's a running back. Haven't we learned? And they're like, no, no, he's not just a running back. This guy's an offensive weapon. Right. And he, then it comes time to pay him. Army knife, right? He can do everything. Right. Like you in the bedroom. And now all of a sudden, he's just a, he's a running back. So we're going to pay him like a running back. I'd be like a sexual camel. But I told you at the time that this was going to rub guys the wrong way in that locker room. Yeah. Listen, you're not wrong. And... and I don't think he's wrong if this is his opinion. My, my point, again, is what's, what's the point of doing it? What, what good does this provide for the organization or you or the team or ownership or Jones or Barkley? Well, it's good for us because we get to talk about it. It's bad for you and your team because it's, I mean. It's a sign of dysfunction. Yeah, and it's also, I think, a sign, too, where, because a lot of these teams, like when, when Lamar was going through his deal with Baltimore, like guys are pretty outspoken. Like Baltimore needs to smart up. They, they need to pay Lamar Jackson. Like he was their most important player. He deserves to be paid. Not. I mean, it's not a great look when you know guys in your locker room don't necessarily feel like your quarterback deserves to be paid what he's getting paid. I think it speaks to kind of maybe a lack of belief that he's the guy. Right. I, I again, I don't know what what positive this adds to to any. Well, because you got to think though too, Dave. I mean, it's a it's a. You know, everyone's trying to get paid, right? And when you're playing you know, salary cap sport and you got you know one guy eating up a bunch of your money and now I keep the excuse is we don't have the money and I can't get paid and you see this guy that's getting paid this much money, you're like So this so this guy this guy deserves to get paid this much money and I don't? Well listen, Daniel Jones did what he needed to do the year prior. They had but no choice but to pay him, no? You had, listen, you, you had to pay him. Listen, I'm with you. I agree with you. But that doesn't necessarily mean the guys in the locker room agree with you. As far as Kayvon Thibodeau was concerned, is that was that was Saquon was responsible for that, not Daniel Jones. Well, I, a I think that's just, that's just a bad take. I mean, da- Daniel Jones was phenomenal, and I love Saquon, and I'm not opposed to him being here. But this idea that Saquon should get paid and Jones shouldn't, like, what? Well, I mean, how do you think Daniel Jones feels right now? And I, I understand he's kind of like you know the iron stone faced guy and he doesn't show any emotion, but I'm sure he's not feeling great having heard this be said by one of the better players on this football team. No, I'm telling you, and this is the God's honest truth. The media could say whatever they want. Um, fans can say whatever they want. There is nothing worse than having a feeling inside your own locker room that there are guys in that locker room that doubt you. That is the worst feeling. I'm, I'm sure it must be. Do, do guys not realize when they do podcasts that this, like, What's her face that that um, that did the podcast and said like, oh, Percy Thompson. Up. Yeah, like, do they not realize that stuff you say on podcast uh, that's going to get out and it's going to be public and it's going to be good looks or bad looks or anything? I think it's his truth, and he spoke his truth. I wasn't concerned about it. Oh, I think that's. I think there's other times where you just get too comfortable. I think those there's those times too where you just get too comfortable and you say stuff you're not supposed to say. Sure, but. coach would be running off the field, and I would pretend to talk to him, not talk to him, make up the report. Well, her excuse was she already she had already said it before. <laughs> she had already admitted to that. Oh my god, it's amazing. That's yeah, wild. So nobody wild, picked man. on it the first time she said it, so she'll double down and say it again. Yeah, well, if I didn't get in trouble for the first time I said it, I'll say it a second time. Right? Why not? Well, let's go to some of the calls. We'll go around the league in a moment. Subi Midtown, 
Good morning, Subi. Hey, guys. Whether, whether you guys want to admit it or not, Kayvon Thibodeau is going to be a leader next year, and he's going to be the voice of the uh, Giants going forward. So you guys are going to have to get used to this, just like the Cowboys got used to Parsons speaking on his podcast. So it just gets back to the point that Michael but Parsons, showed- but Parsons has the production to back it up. Though. First of all, Parsons is great. Thibodeau's yeah. not. Sec- secondly, I, I'm, I, if he does this next year and the year after and the year after, I'm going to have an issue with it every single time. I'm not going to get used oh, to yeah. it. This gets back to the point that Michael K. show was saying is that who runs the locker room are, is the coaches or is the players? And Antonio Pierce got hired because the players decided that he wanted they wanted him as a coach. So I just want to say, like you know, the defensive side of the football is what's going to win us games next year. And Kayvon Thibodeau is the leader of that. I'm more than happy for him to voice his opinion, just like Strahan did all those years in uh, the Super Bowl teams. That's all I got to say. Now, voicing your opinion is fine, Subi, and thanks for the call. But some of the things you say, you have to. I mean. If you are, in fact, a leader and looked up, you know, looked up to in the locker room, don't you then have to be even more careful of what you say and how you say it? Yeah. Well, I mean, again, I mean, if the if the intention was to draw attention to the fact that Saquon wasn't paid and he wants to make sure that that ownership and Joe Shane know that the locker room's pissed off about it, I guess mission accomplished. But I also think you need to earn that. You got to earn the right to be the voice of your team. Right, and do you need to make it public? You could you could let Joe Shane know that without without making it public, without going on a podcast and, and spouting that kind of stuff, no? Well, I think you also have to, I mean, you have to understand when you say stuff like that what the, what the ramifications are going to be, not just with the media and us and the fans, but also what's going to happen inside your locker room, how, the dynam- how it's going to affect the dynamic. Of course you do. Colin like if, and- if, me, if me standing up for Saquon means all of a sudden now I'm taking, you know, Daniel Jones is catching shrapnel, that's probably not great. Uh, I wouldn't think so. Colin and West Orange. Hey, Colin. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. So I wanted to throw out there, you know, I think I think Kayvon is more so supporting Saquon than knocking Daniel Jones. I think he's kind of supporting, the trying to help a bit the running back market, possibly. There, there, um, is, there is zero chance we... that Kayvon Thibodeau is out there and his goal is to help the running back market. I, I I agree with that, you know, but maybe it starts from somewhere. But uh, I wanted to throw this out there. Where are the Giants this year, if that last offseason, the contract situations between Saquon and Daniel Jones were flipped? Say they gave Saquon a, we just a little bit that. more money he was looking for the years, and Jones was franchise tagged. I just Did asked you say Dave that, that question. You, pro- you probably move on. I just asked Dave that question legitimately four minutes ago. Yeah, you're probably, you're probably moving on. You're looking. What do you mean? Probably. You're looking for a quarterback. If he just franchised Daniel Jones and he, he did what he did on the field and then got hurt twice, once a neck and then blew his ACL out. There's. Right. I mean, you're looking for a new quarterback. Yeah. You you, you probably keep Tyrod Taylor, and then you probably draft the quarterback, and you you probably move forward like that, and then you have a lot more money to spend too. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I just I I knew at the time that this was there was going to be some kind of issue in the locker with this. And plus, you don't have to bring Daniel Jones into it, too. That's the other thing right. I would tell Kayvon. If you, if you want to go on the offensive and fight for Saquon, well, also, when did we start calling him Saquon? Um, I don't know. Maybe that's what he wants to be called, Saquon. Is that is that true? No, I don't know. Oh. Like, like, RJ, get Sa- uh, Saquon on the show so we can ask Saquon. him. Saquon. He's, he's Saquon now. We've, Kayvon Thibodeau called did, him that. Uh, when did this the, happen? The caller called him that. Kind of Saquon? I, don't, I have no idea. Raymond, you're tight with the Giants. Uh, book Saquon next week. Oh, right, we'll get right on it. And let's figure out the name pronunciation, please. 
RJ, also get uh, get Bobby on the show too, so we can ask him. Bobby, Bobby O, Bobby O. Yeah. I don't think Bobby's going to be as forthcoming as uh, as Kayvon with this. It would have been very simple though, too. I mean, if you think about it, if it's me in that spot and I'm and I'm pissed that Saquon didn't get paid, like don't even bring Daniel Jones into it. Right, Saquon should have gotten paid. We look at him as a team leader. Still deserves to get paid, and, and we're, give all and the we're reasons. disappointed that he didn't get his money. Daniel Jones all the name doesn't even need to be mentioned. Right, and they give all the reasons. If you're gonna like, if if you don't want to see him franchised again, you want him locked up. Say that. Like he doesn't deserve to be franchised again. Like he kept this locker room together. He's a huge, you know, he's a huge reason why this thing didn't fall apart this year. When it right, could've. we we want to see him here. We want to see him get paid. He's a team leader. He's a great guy. He's blah blah blah. List off the things. I would be totally fine with that. Why do you why do you have to build up? And people do this all the time. Why do you have to build up someone and tear down someone at the same time to make your point? Well, I think probably. I mean, I'm with you with that. I don't think you have to do that, but I think probably because in his mind, he doesn't really believe that Daniel Jones should be being should be getting paid as much as he's getting paid. Oh, oh, you know what? Also fine. Don't say it. Right. Let's go to Dave in Queens. Good morning, Dave. You're on 98.7. Hello? Oh, no. Hey, Dave. Hey, Dave. Can you hear me? Sorry yeah, now, now we can. What was happening? Were, were we on mute? What was happening? No, you, you were on mute. That's oh, all. okay. Go ahead, Dave. Hey, Dave. <laughs> hey, Dave. Appreciate the time. You too, Rick. I just think this kind of reads on its face, and I think Rick is closer to the truth than you are, which is he said it last season that this was an issue, right? So all things being equal in the season playing out the way that it played and everybody was quiet about it, I don't think you or anyone else advocated for Saquon to get paid, or Saquon, as everybody's saying now, right? right? So even if Kayvon came on that podcast and was just like, hey, all the points you made two seconds ago, you think you should get paid as a team leader? You on this show would also say, not going to happen. That's not the running back market. So people do things to be dysfunctional to try to cause change, whether it's for the whole league or for somebody. And, and, you, and you think, and Dave, do you think for half a second that Joe Shane hears this and says, you know what? No, yeah, we really should do something no, no, no. different. Well, that's that's unfair because if you Joe Shane's not a, he's a smart guy and he didn't need this podcast to know what the locker room felt like, so he already had a sense of it. So that probably angers players even more. You know how we feel, but you continue to ignore it. So why would I come on a podcast or or an outlet and be respectful to the team if the team in and of itself you don't feel is being respectful to you? Well, how like, are they not respect? How are they not respectful to Kayvon Thibodeau? Well, he's projecting, right? Like he's like if you listen to what he's saying, he's not just talking about Saquon. He's talking about players, right? So it's like when you're up next and you think it's your time to get paid or respected or did however Andrew, you look at did money. Did Andrew Thomas get paid? Sure, did, sure. Did, De- did Dexter Lawrence get paid? Sure. They did, did Daniel right? Jones if get Saquon, paid? Is, well, is Saquon Barkley the face of the team? Like it's not all the same, right? But the, like, right, like, but the like Giants Rick, have determined. Point, but the Giants have determined. It's, the guy's always hurt. I love him. I think he's well, so great. So is Daniel Jones. Oh, oh well, all right. Yeah, exactly. I, right. I, so, like the, the the previous caller said, if you switched it around, what would happen? They would have had the same season they had, and you would have made a decision on your quarterback. So, just to follow the league's protocol on how things are done does not mean you're doing the best thing for your team. And I think, well, I, think, you, I think you need to like advocate Dave, that a little bit more. Dave, I think you also got to take into account, I appreciate the phone call, I, I think part of the, the rationale with Joe Shane trying to get Daniel Jones locked up and structuring the deal the way he did 
was because of the amount of money that was going to go straight on his cap if he franchised Daniel Jones. It's much easier to franchise the running back and put ten million bucks on your cap as opposed to what the number was for the quarterback. Right, and Shane has basically told you from the get go they they are they do not prioritize Saquon Barkley. They like him. They'd like to keep him. It's not the be all end all. They're willing to move on from him if need be. Yeah, this is what every athlete needs to find out, and it's usually it's usually tough when you first find it out. Uh, the the whole business component of this thing, because you want to believe in your mind, you do all the right things, you got the production. That when it's your time to get paid, you're going to get paid. And because of his position, right, uh, the injuries and everything else, the smart the, the smart business is pick up his fifth year option and then franchise him twice and then be done with it. That's the smart thing to do, and it sucks for him. It it stinks for him because he's a he's a great guy. He's a team leader. He's a fan favorite. He's a wonderful player when he's healthy. But in this day and age of the NFL, I mean, how many guys get second deals on on their team? At running back, well, I think it depends. I think it depends. Well, it usually depends on if the the GM is still there that drafted you. Okay, but even so, I mean, Derrick Henry did. But it's yeah, not, right. It but we've already happen all that often. No, I know Christian McCaffrey did too. But I'm saying if if Dave Gettleman was still the GM, great. Saquon Barkley has a long term deal. That's great. And then you'd you'd be worse than you are now. Well, I think that's what people talk about the fear of the, the fear of a team. That's not very good. Drafting a running back that high is all of a sudden he becomes your best player, and now fan base loses their mind when you don't when you don't bring him back. Let, let me ask you this, and then we'll put it to rest. We got the super box bonanza, and we got around the league and and all sorts of good stuff. If if you hit a home run with a running back, home run, you're getting how many years? I told you I would take the seven. That's it. Okay. If, if, if he's a first a round ho- pick, I take the seven. Okay. Home run with a quarterback, how many years? A home run? I mean, you're talking 15 years? Yeah. Yeah, but that doesn't... See, uh, you're thinking thinking practical. You're thinking like Joe Shane thinks. That's not how players think. It's not. No, listen, but that's the... Again, that's the business side of it that you get introduced to. Like Joe Shane told Saquon Barkley, this is the business now, and you're probably not going to like it. I'm sure you're not going to like it. He doesn't like it, but this is what he has to deal with. You play a position that is unforgiving, that the, that you just you don't get the same money as almost every other player in the league. If you're top of the top of the heap, right? But again, and that's no fault of his own. Uh, totally. Like you're just in, in in a league now that doesn't prioritize that position. That's right. I mean, thirty years ago, I mean, he would have been one of the highest paid players in football. Now, he's not going to be. Well, unless uh, unless. Unless, yeah, unless, unless, now I'm not saying he's the same player, but if all of a sudden now San Francisco ends up winning the Super Bowl, and a lot of that's because of Christian McCaffrey, maybe there are other teams around the league that say to themselves, maybe. hey, we're a player like this away, we'll give Saquon Barkley what he's looking for. But but even so, like quarterbacks are going to get 40, 45, 50, yeah. and, and the elite, what, what does McCaffrey make, 16? 16. Right, I mean, even so, the the top of the rung is nowhere near what the top of the rung is for for other positions. No, I get. Listen, I'm not saying that. I don't think that Saquon Barkley's at a point now where he's thinking he's going to get the same kind of money as a wide receiver. He just wants to get paid what he thinks he's worth. I understand. The system's right kind of broken. Yeah, I mean, this is this is his chance, right? I mean, he's he's a year older now. He doesn't want to get franchised again. 
Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.